Hello, welcome to the Finding Your Path podcast. Hope today finds you well. My name is Stefan, and my goal with this podcast is to dig a little deeper and find what brings people joy and how they define it. I believe finding joy in what you are doing is the secret to improving and bettering your life. My goal is to talk to as many people as possible and find what brings them joy. One of the things when you look at history, it's it's very much it's it's very much like everything else. The more you look into it, the more you realize you know nothing about it. On today's show, me and my good friend Christian discuss the importance of history and what we can learn from it. We also discuss woodworking and how our paths have changed since college. Let's dive in. All right. Hey, buddy. How's it going? It's going all right. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm trying to kick this off with a really deep question to start off with. And perfect. Perfect. Let's get right into it. Eh? All right. So how do you define joy? How do I define joy? I guess joy is almost like a, a not not like, <laughs> I don't want to use the term out of body, but almost like an okay. out of time experience, you know, when it's just like everything that's causing you problems isn't causing you problems. Okay. And the thing that you are doing is bringing you excitement and bringing you maybe not even excitement but bringing you just bliss okay yeah that's awesome man yeah so the so what it kind of sounds like is like you almost wait to get into the flow of something and then that's when you're having like a joyous moment yeah yeah Yeah. exactly and that's That's crazy because, like, I was listening to a couple of Stoic videos this morning. Okay. Yeah. And they they kind of talk about as, like, you have to work. I mean, this isn't necessarily what they talk about, but this is how I interpreted what I was listening to. Absolutely. So they have a similar definition of being in the moment where it's just, like, you kind of get lost in it and it kind of flows through you. And then myself i was thinking where it's it's funny how if you try and look for joy it seems a little bit counterintuitive because to be joyful you it's something you experience so you don't really think about it at all right so for me i'm always thinking like it's almost like a a, like a fine balancing act you have to do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i've kind of come up with this method like almost like a switch method Mm -hmm. that you kind of turn on your brain when you need to like when you need to solve a problem Mm -hmm. that's when you use your intellect or what have you to solve this problem Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then when you don't need it like if you're just relaxing watching tv or hanging out with your friends like there's not much to think about Mm -hmm. just turn it off and enjoy the good time enjoy being around your friends you know exactly exactly yeah and like that's that's the crazy I'm shaking a lot. <laughs> That's all right. A lot. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So, yeah, man, that is that's awesome. 
so I hear like you also enjoy woodworking. We were talking a little <laughs> bit before this started. Yeah, yeah. So like, what is it about woodworking that you really like? I I suppose the this is going to sound very odd, but the process of creation. The process of creation, man, that's crazy. <laughs> go go on, elaborate <laughs> yeah, on that. No, yeah, yeah. It, it's just it's the idea of you seeing maybe an image in a book or online and thinking to yourself, you know what? I can do that. Yeah. Right? And then you apply yourself and sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, sometimes it does. And when it does, it's great. And when it doesn't, that can be great too. Right. Cause it's like, you've, yeah. you've learned, you've learned, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe I can't do this right now. Yeah. Right. But that doesn't mean I can't keep trying. I can't keep putting effort in. That's to doing that. awesome. Yeah. It sounds yeah. very much like uh, you turn everything into an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something I've been thinking and thinking about myself lately, actually, is uh, mm-hmm. is kind of just turning things into anything that you can learn from, mm-hmm. honestly. And something else that I've kind of runs parallel to that idea mm-hmm. is going from a consumer to a creator Mm -hmm. exactly and i was thinking whenever i heard creator i always thought youtube podcasts all this stuff (laughs) sure yeah but now i'm thinking like as soon as you as soon as you like take on a challenge yourself Mm -hmm. and accept whatever consequence may happen Mm -hmm. you become more of a creator than a consumer Mm -hmm. now this is going to sound like maybe a little bit like holistic and like natural medicine, for example. But for me, I started this stretch routine Mm -hmm. because I got fed up with this pain that I have in my ankle. Okay. Okay. And I feel, I feel good because it's like, I'm taking control of that pain, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm like, my first reaction isn't like, Oh, let's go take a Tylenol Mm -hmm. or, even let's go to the doctor, not discrediting doctors at all. <laughs> yeah. I think that's more, it's more in line with me and being like, I want to try and figure this out myself yeah. before no. I ask for help. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, man, yeah. I, I totally get it when, when you say like, it just, you feel something that, or you feel good when you're woodworking because you're creating Yeah, and absolutely. then you're learning from your mistakes. And I, I love that, man. That's, that's great. great. Thank you. Appreciate it. And so what first got you into woodworking? Uh, I guess it was back in back in high school. Oh yeah? And it was it was just uh, <clears throat> it was it was just originally just a a class, right? Right, right. And then, you know, you start uh, you start learning about the different tools, you start learning about uh, how how to to properly and, and safely work with with different pieces of, of lumber and you, you start to understand and you can see all the possibilities mm-hmm. for its use. Right. You know? and yeah. I guess it just kind of, I mean, I, I wouldn't say like I'm an avid woodworker, right? right? But like, I mean, I do, I do, I, I built a, a arrow stand for when I was uh, doing arch, archery more mm-hmm. often. 
Uh, I remember I, I built a bench that has been left at my old house. Okay. But I mean, you know, the the new new people seem to like it, so good on them. Oh, that's right? good. Yeah. So do a monthly checkup on yeah. your bench. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. No, like honestly, uh, if I made a bench, I'm like I'd want to make sure people are taking care of it because yeah. I'd imagine that took a while, right? Yeah, it uh, didn't take as as long as as you'd think, but okay. I mean, it was it was a very simple bench, just very utilitarian. Just you know, okay, it's a place to sit to make yeah, sure yeah. your butt's off the ground, right? So yeah, that was yeah, that was about it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, like, and the thing that's kind of striking me is like, you looked at wood, mm. and you you almost saw like a creative outlet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas. Like, obviously, like, for, for other people, they might look at wood and be like, that's, that's just wood. Yeah. And, like, that brings into, brings a memory to me about, I was talking to my friend, um, and he was in third year accounting at the right. time. And I asked him, like, hey, what's up? Like, what are you learning? And, and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is probably going to be really boring to you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, mm-hmm. what are you learning? And he says, he's like, okay, so my project that I have to do is we they gave us like this fictional site mm-hmm. and we have to build a building in three days or like a building in like three months or something and we like we need the permits here we need to get like the proper measurements of like where the building's gonna go how big the parking lot's gonna be all this stuff and he's like i know it's boring stuff I'm like no man that actually sounds like so much fun mm-hmm. because it you have to solve a problem yeah. And you have to be yeah. super creative with that problem because even he was saying, he's like, yeah, like sometimes like deadlines don't get met mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm like, that sounds really fun. And I could tell by talking to him that he enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like to him, I think to him it seemed boring because he was thinking what other people mm-hmm. would think when he, when he said that. But right. for himself, like he enjoyed it. Like that mm-hmm. was his like woodworking mm-hmm. you know no, his creative fair. outlet yeah, and that that to me is is crazy just thinking about how anything could be a creative outlet for mm-hmm. for anybody yeah it it also might just be that it's because he's living it right so that's very true so if you're you know if you're you're living something and and someone someone comes up and, and says oh what do you do and it's like <laughs> Uh, like he said, oh, it's like I I plan out uh, I I plan out areas of where we're going to be building. People mm-hmm. are going to be like, wow, that's crazy. And you're and you know in your head, it's you know every something you do every day. So it's not yeah, it's not that you know the the amazing amazingness kind of just the novelty the, like yeah, wears off. That's the word. Thank you. The novelty yeah, no wears off. Yeah. So oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And like I was. Uh... I, I've been thinking about it a lot because, um, like, if I'm out with my girlfriend and and stuff, uh, she'll say certain things. Like, okay, let's say we're ordering food, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, they, they messed up my lettuce or they forgot the lettuce on my food. They mm-hmm. forgot the mm-hmm. tomato or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of, you know, having a, a, a reaction to it, a negative reaction. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, like, to you, it's this important thing. Mm-hmm. which is fair enough mm-hmm. like you pay money you expect a certain level of service mm-hmm. but to them like this is their day-to-day 
Mm-hmm. Like to them, it's not really important. Like, oh, I forgot to put tomatoes on your food. I forgot the lettuce. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I think that speaks to just the mundaneness that you feel when something becomes day to day. But I also think like that mundaneness is you can use that in itself, like to guide you mm-hmm. and be like, hey, maybe this isn't right for me mm-hmm. if I'm feeling this bored every day. Mm-hmm. You know. No. So. Something else that's, like, really fascinated me ever since we became friends <laughs> <All right. laughs> is um, you have this ability to get me super excited about history. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I, for me, like, thinking about it now, it's just, like, because, like, your whole, um, I don't know, like, you, you seem to, get like, light up a little bit. And you get a little bit more excited when you're talking about it. Okay, yeah. And, yeah, I, I was just thought it's, like, really cool how, like, I try to learn history on my own. Yeah. I try to watch videos, read yeah. books, what have mm-hmm. you, but mm-hmm. I just, I can't. No. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. But then I Not hear you. T- can. yeah. Yeah, I hear you talk about it. I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty jazzed up, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And to me, I, I'm. Well, now I'm starting to think like, well, no, he has a lot of joy in learning about history and and all of that, which is mm-hmm. amazing. So mm-hmm. I, thinking about it, I, I just want to know, like, why do you have such joy learning about history? It's, I suppose it's, it's about learning about where everything came from. Huh. Right. Okay. So if you look at a road, right, you you see what you see either gravel or you see you see pavement or or sorry asphalt or something, and you think to yourself, well, what did uh, you know? What did this look like in my father's time, right, or my mother's right. time? And and you know you can pretty much guess. Well, it probably looks about this about the same, right? Well, so right. Well, what about my grandparents' time? It's like about the same maybe maybe a little different it's like okay well what about my great 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 you know you you keep going back and keep asking what what did this look like yeah uh in in my my ancestors time right and and it's like okay well it probably was say you know at some point you know maybe not over here but at some point in history that they were they were on like cobblestone roads right right and and I'm just using. <laughs> I really chose the most boring, <laughs> boring example of roads. But I mean, and and you you want to know where those roads went, right? Before before yeah. they were paved over, and and where what uh, what the people used the roads roads for? Obviously, it was for travel. But where were they going, right? And right. And who who was using those roads? Because it wasn't just the the people around. It was the the it was the the traders and the you know, people from from out of the state. I, I, I say, suppose. yeah, either state, country, or even kingdom. If you go far back, and or even go further back, the empire, and, mm-hmm. and you you learn about you know who who interacted with who, right? Right. That's that's the the important part. You know, we we often think that that certain you know that uh, peoples were were almost. Uh, segregated from each other but you know if we if we look hard enough we find out that that the ancient world was actually quite quite well 
well connected and they mm-hmm. traded different technologies and and you know it, you want to see the path that led to where we are today right wow so i guess uh, sorry I, I know i'm pulling different I- ideas but i'm i'm just i'll go for I it i mean it's it's about you know it's it's about learning about everyone right you mm. want to learn i want to learn about just what shaped you know, essentially what helped shape me, right? Right. So to do that, we have to look at the past. Yeah. And, like, that's crazy because from hearing you talk, it sounded like you did, like, a bunch of world building, you know? <laughs> like, you went from roads yeah. to uh, merchants and kingdoms and how they formed. And, like, that's that's fascinating because that's kind of how I get when I – when I get really into something, right? Sure, sure, yeah. You start with one little thing, mm-hmm. and then you just, you pop off, honestly, yeah, yeah. and learn everything yeah, about it. Exactly, yeah. And to me, like, that's that's crazy for, uh, that for self-improvement, like, you just need to take one step, mm-hmm. um, just, and start. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really exactly. matter where it is, but just take one step, and then keep going mm-hmm. they can be little steps they can be big steps what have you but for me what i found is like when i started to improve myself in a certain aspect of my life then i would look at like let's say my room for example and i would say like this is like too messy right and like that's something i would say to myself but like deep down i knew what it was and to me it was like i feel like because i'm living or I'm trying to reach my potential in this other aspect of life. I look at a messy room and like, is this really the best I can be in this situation? Mm-hmm. And I say like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. So I, to me, it's like by, like I said, doing that one thing, it's kind of almost forced me to improve other aspects of my life. Yeah. And yeah. Like, that's, that's phenomenal, man. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the, the world building you did there. <laughs> Thanks. And yeah. um, sticking on that for a second, absolutely. Um, have you learned anything about like finding joy or peace by looking into the past and studying history? Uh, yes, a little. Okay. Um, one of the things when you look at history, it's it's very much it's it's very much like everything else. The more you look into it the more you realize you know nothing about it right on i mean the more the more i i look into history and i i see which peoples interacted with which you realize oh holy crap there are more people than i yeah there were more different types of peoples than i I thought yeah like different groups different yeah different groups and different uh know different tribes and different uh and this is even just going back to like the days of of ancient rome when it was when it was a kingdom right right like you look back at that time and you're like holy crap there's a lot of people i don't know about right so So, many people man too many people (laughs) like um i was actually watching the the history of rome i believe the podcast was called oh was one you recommended to me yeah that one yeah yeah and That's I, great. I just yeah. watched maybe two episodes. I'm like, yeah. 
I swear you just threw like 20 names at me and they yes. all sound super regal. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like they are important, but I'm like, I already forgot them all. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, the funny thing about Mike Duncan, um, is often said that Herodotus is the, uh, the, how was it? The father of history or the father of lies because he just recorded down everything father of lies father of lies yeah because okay so he'd 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 write down uh he'd write down absolutely everything that someone would tell him okay and then he'd say well it's not my job to discern if it was real or if it was fake i'm just writing down what they told me like this is what i'm recording right so he's often seen as the again father of history father of lies and mike dun mike duncan's usually called the grandson of history because he's brought back this this uh, this this ease of access for history. He's kind of the one who started the whole history podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. awesome. History podcast format. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Um, I was looking, and most of his episodes are are barely like twenty minutes long. Yeah, I believe the earlier ones are. I, I think a lot of people want to keep keep to thirty minutes because that's you. That's usually the commute time, so okay, they'll try yeah. and condense down whatever they can in that one, whatever the idea is in yeah, yeah. That, that form of a episode. And here I am <laughs> shooting for an hour. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so yeah, I already forget his name. Not Mike Duncan, the, the father of lies. Herodotus. Herodotus. So why was he considered the father of lies? Because it seems like his process was very object. It is be, uh, it's because there are instances in his writings where he says that uh, during like something would be happening and then he's like oh and by the way a soldier said that there was a flying snake right okay and he's saying people are saying well you know like that's that can't happen right there's there's no such thing as flying Fair snakes enough. and yeah. Broadus is saying look I'm just the messenger I'm just writing down what this guy told me. So it's not that it's unbiased. He's not uh, saying he's not saying that, you know, well, this guy seems to be exaggerating or something. He's just saying, this is what this guy told me. So okay, he's, okay. he's more perpetuating a lie, right? Oh. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's, um, I mean, that's the duty he chose to do, right? Because, right. like, he's just a scribe, essentially. Right. But he's, uh, he... he yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, you, you. You could spend the whole pod, podcast talking about. Uh, oh no, for <laughs> so, sure, for sure. I mean, yeah, he's he's an interesting fellow. Yeah. Yeah. No, he he sounds very interesting, and the thing, like hearing you speak about history and everything like that, what it just brought up for me is when I look at history or when I think about history, I just think of a pattern. Mm. that always repeats itself mm. like i've uh i've kind of given up the notion that life is linear and right. i'm kind of like life is cyclical mm. okay so i i understand where you're where you're coming from but i mean hmm. well if you don't mind me no, putting no. in go ahead just from 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 what i understand i don't think it's so much cyclical but it's okay. more of a spiral okay so it's it's, you know, I think it was Mark Twain who said, uh, uh, history does not repeat itself, but it sure likes to rhyme. Oh. So I don't think we, yeah, I, I don't think, yeah, because obviously history doesn't 
repeat itself, but I mean, it comes pretty damn close. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like I never, I never took that that metaphor like literally. Mm. I just meant like you'll find, for example, something that's happening now compared to the past, and be like, that's like an eighty percent match. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, and like I think having that kind of like match is good enough for like okay if i study this situation that happened in like let's say the 1600s and yeah. apply it to and like try and figure out a solution or what they did yeah if, absolutely and like you can apply it to today right absolutely we can and, absolutely do that and like that's the that's the phenomenal part of i find about history mm-hmm. um and that's the one thing that always kind of keeps that little fire alive where i'm interested mm-hmm. i'm just not like mm-hmm. interested enough to like delve deep and go from the cobblestone to the kingdom you know no absolutely absolutely you know what i think it's just how how certain people think right exactly because i mean math right Mm -hmm. i have never been good at math and i've never been how how would i put it no basically just i've never been good at math but i understand how useful math is right and, and i i mean to to be to be one of those people who are just you know who just love math who 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 love math as much as i love history mm-hmm. you know that would be you know that would be incredibly beneficial right mm-hmm. incredibly beneficial but i can't get into math right yeah, yeah. like and i think it's just how my brain works yeah that's that's it no that's right? awesome so and that's that's great that like you figured that out. Um, yeah. I've been watching a lot of Ray Dalio um, videos lately. Okay. And Ray Dalio is a hedge fund manager now, but he's considered one of the greatest investors ever. Okay. And one thing he said, like one of his principles, was surround yourself with as many different kinds of people as you can, mm-hmm. and make sure. That if you don't know something, if you have an area of weakness, surround like have have someone in your group mm-hmm. that that's their area of strength, mm-hmm. you know. And like I think that's great, that's phenomenal because that way, like you guys are all building towards the same goal, but also covering for each other. Yeah. In in times of need, right? Absolutely. And I think that's that's like the perfect way to live life in in synchronicity in harmony is like realizing like okay i'm not i'm not good at math Mm -hmm. i'm not good at history Mm -hmm. but for example like you're great at history so (laughs) (laughs) whenever i need to talk about history i go to you thank you appreciate that and and like i think just acknowledging that in ourselves that we have stuff that we're not good at Mm -hmm. and realizing that someone's better Mm -hmm. is super helpful because Mm -hmm. Well, we we can stop looking at them like our rival in something and be like, mm-hmm. "Hey, can you teach me?" Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's key. That's that's another thing that's been bouncing around in my head is like looking looking at the world as a mentor mm-hmm. and a teacher, mm-hmm. and I find like the world's a lot easier that way. <laughs> you know, you're less stressed and everything. Right. But man, that was that was great um what other like do you listen to philosophy do you read philosophy anything like that i i I probably should 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's always kind of yeah. surprised me that you haven't. I, I probably should, but um, I I don't know. I've I've kind of I I am open to to different worldviews, but it's almost like I have already found what my, works for you. What works for me? Yeah, and that's great. And yeah, that's phenomenal. Because mm-hmm. um, what I've started to do, like as of last week, is on Saturday, mm-hmm. I'm I just listened to a bunch of videos talking about stoicism, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and on Tuesday, I just listened to a bunch of videos that talk about uh, Taoism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, like I've looked at a lot of philosophies, a lot of great ones. To be honest, they all kind of say the same thing mm-hmm. in in different wording. That's the way I look at okay. religion. I look at philosophies. Okay. Okay. Um. But the ones that really, like, strike me as, like, this is me mm-hmm. would be Taoism and Stoicism. So, so you, sorry, you said that the, that philosophies uh, all are trying to... Sorry, sorry, could you say... Yeah, sure. yeah. So, with philosophies and, like, religion, the way I kind of look at it is they all have the same goal in mind. So that that's what I was going. That's what I was going to ask. Is what what goal is that? So for so, me, again, this is my putting my subjectivity to it. Absolutely, would it be okay. that achieving that goal of peace. Okay. Yeah. And and calmness. Sure. Okay. Um, one philosophy that I really got into was absurdism, and Albert Camus proposed. Um, to be wary of physical suicide and philosophical suicide. Right. So, and do everything in your power to avoid those. Mm-hmm. And by, and my interpretation of it, and by avoiding those, and by consciously trying to stay away from all that, you'll live your best life. Mm-hmm. Um, because by like intellectual suicide, he meant, you know, like don't get stuck in a rut and like think for yourself mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like explore different ways of thinking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then from that discern what's best for you right okay. and i think that's that's phenomenal and for me like like you found your like you found what works for you i found mm-hmm. what works for me and like mm-hmm. i think that's a that's a big problem like a lot of people don't really know what works for them they're like mm-hmm. what's it called like taking shots in the dark yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's i don't know uh, eventually me personally i got a little i got a little fed up with that fair yeah and um yeah so i guess um an- another question I- i'd like to ask like was there ever a point that like you in your life that you can look back and be like i'm fed up with this and i like i need to change something <laughs> yeah um <laughs> constantly <laughs> Constantly, yeah. Constantly, yeah. Okay. Um, that is, yeah, that's how I'm living. Okay. Um, <laughs> damn, that, that one hit harder. <laughs> that was a harder hitting question, for <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, constantly. I mean, it's, it's, <sighs> I don't even know where to begin with that. No, um, that's, that's, that's okay. That's okay. The, 
the reason I ask that is because ever since we've been friends, mm -hmm. I find that we, at least in our friend group, we've mm -hmm. always had more of a, a contemplative um, way about us where we'd always be thinking about like, you know, what's like, for lack of a better word, ailing us sure, or, or something like that. And for me, what changed is um, eventually I realized like I'm overthinking a lot of things mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like a lot of things you know and like i would go too deep with my realism bordering on nihilism <laughs> mm, right right and like uh circling back like that's mm -hmm. why i'm like focusing in on those two philosophies that work for me i'm like mm -hmm. that this is it like this kind of gives me peace right peace right. and clarity and like even that is a bit of a worry to me because I don't want to get so deep into it that I cut off other points of views. Right. You right. know, um, because that's kind of like the scientific method. Sure. Sure. Is like, can it stand up to questioning? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I kind of went off. No, there. no, that's okay. Yeah. But, but yeah. And I kind of go, go to it like, okay, I'm like, this is what makes sense to me now, mm -hmm. but I'm also open to the change. Like, for example, I don't like history now, but like mm -hmm. maybe five, ten years from now, I'll look at history and be like, wow, that's that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And I might become a history buff mm -hmm. yeah. because it, it, it'll be what makes sense to me mm -hmm. and how I understand the world mm -hmm. at that point. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, I hijacked that no, question. No, 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 <laughs> that's okay. That's fine. Floor is yours, friend. Yeah, so, so I mean, in terms of... of like I said before, in terms of philosophy, I, I feel confident about myself. I'm sure my philosophies will change as I get older, and I'm, I'm okay with that. But in terms of, of, I guess, wanting to change something about myself, mm. yeah, that's, that's constant. Like, so I'm, I'm also trying to learn everything I can, but awesome. mine is more, I suppose physical okay so i am trying to <laughs> i'm trying to make myself as useful as i can okay and i'm trying to you know if, so so like i said you know I, I do a bit of carpentry but i i want to try and learn more about like say plumbing and and, and electrical and and just understand you know more about computers become more computer literate uh, i know you said you wanted to do your i'm I know you said you you do stocks and and, and forex, right? Yeah. So, and I'd like to learn more about that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, in terms of, of say like philosophy, I feel comfortable where I am right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And like, I d I don't know. This is probably like just me and the way I apply things now. Just like, as long as you're learning something, mm -hmm. I think you're growing as a person. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what you're learning. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like I, <laughs> I just got the piano. Yeah, I noticed on... that. I was like, when did, when, when does Stefan start to play the piano? Like, yeah, I just got that on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. And um, I'm like thrilled because I looked up Mary had a little lamb. Yeah. On YouTube, and it was kind of like Guitar Hero kind of stuff where like <laughs> the buttons come down. Yeah. And I'm like, I played it. I'm like. I'm playing Mary Had a Little Lamb right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got so excited. That's great. But, like, you tell that to other people, like, 
okay you can play a kid song yeah like play yeah, this yeah, other yeah. song exactly yeah. and this is uh something else that's been like going on in my head is um we're a very outcome-based society sure yeah so for with that example like i'll tell people like oh i'm learning piano they'll ask me what do i know yeah mary had a little limp yeah even that i barely know it (laughs) (laughs) um but they'll and then they'll like have this look like oh okay it's like man i'm just starting out (laughs) you know we all have to start somewhere and i think that's that's kind of bad for society honestly yeah i mean it was it's sort of a uh I believe it came out of a product of necessity, right? Okay. I mean, you know, if you you think back in terms of history, Mm -hmm. right? If if we look back, I mean, of course, societies back then would have to would have to be based around uh, outcome, right? So if you went out and went out for a hunt and your your tribe was starving and you came back with nothing, and and then you said, "Well, but uh, I learned something." It's like, yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't Put food on the table. Put food on the table, right? So, I mean, it was... uh, I think we just happened to reach a point where where that's not a necessity yet. Yeah, yeah. I think think we're honestly stuck in that way of thinking a little bit Mm. because we don't really have that urgency. And, like, in the example you gave, Mm -hmm. like, we don't have to hunt for our food. We go to the supermarket, Mm -hmm. you know? So, like, we can turn off that that kind of valve mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, in terms of oh okay yeah you might have learned like a, a cool way to to like sneak through the forest mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. where's <laughs> where's yeah. the meat yeah you know exactly and like now i think because we don't have that urgency like we don't really need to hang on to that way of thinking as mm-hmm, much mm-hmm. as much and this goes like back to what i was saying like we need to realize how to turn on something when we need it and then turn it off when we don't Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and like that's yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's um that's kind of where i stand um on life now and definitely how i've changed since since i was younger is i used to think like there is this one size fits all thing like method to Mm -hmm. life but now i'm starting to realize like well it depends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it depends what situation you're in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a, a concept in, in stoicism that, that I got from it is, like, have your emotions, but have them for, like, the right time mm-hmm. in terms of, obviously, the, the situation and the length. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, it's like, let's say I was mad at you for, for something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... I just tell you, I'm like, I'm mad at you Mm -hmm. and I'm angry. And I'm like, let's say I get a little loud. Mm -hmm. And for that time, it was good because it let me get my point of view across. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you understood it. Mm -hmm. But then after that, it's not on me. Mm -hmm. It's on you, like what you want to do with that information. Mm -hmm. And hanging on to it after I told you how I feel is not helpful. Um, That's the like a stoic perspective on it. And which I tend to agree with, honestly. No, for sure. Uh, you definitely have to draw like boundaries for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, yeah, man. So absolutely. let's see. I'm trying to think of other questions on the fly here. That's okay. All right. So something that a lot of people probably don't know is we went to 
college together mm-hmm. for similar career paths. Yep. And we're not there. <laughs> we are not on that path anymore. We picked no. a new one. Yeah. All right. Um, so, like, what what kind of clicked in you when you were in college? Is like, I don't, I don't want to do this. <laughs> um, that's another tough one. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was more about. I don't know. I don't think anything ever really clicked. It was. So, so, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I went to, to college for social service work mm-hmm. and I guess it was more that I couldn't find a job in the field. Okay. So I just took one somewhere else in more of a construction field. Okay. And I've just kind of been working on it there and I've just kind of slowly been getting out of the social service work. I don't want to say mindset, but sort of the idea that I'd be a social service worker. And eventually, so so I'm out, I'm out, like, you know, right now I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not going to go, go back because I'm not sure. I guess it was just wasn't right. Yeah, you know? no, and that's, that's great. And like, that's part of figuring yourself out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now to be fair though, I don't regret taking the course at all. Because it has really taught me how to diffuse situations and how to properly communicate while, uh, how would I put it, uh, properly communicate while trying to get my, my point across, right? But with with the least amount of confusion. Yeah, right? yeah, be more um, now, I underst- clear cut. <laughs> I, I understand that's, that sentence probably <laughs> shows the, other, the opposite, but... Uh, but I've, I've definitely been able to to communicate better after after that's, that course. That's awesome, and yeah. yeah, my experience with well, I didn't even go end up going into social work. I took yeah. some sort of like certificate program, yeah, um, just to feel out what I wanted to do if I wanted to go into like social work, PSW, mm-hmm. what have you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I the main thing I took away from it was there's a lot more to to being considerate mm-hmm. of someone else mm-hmm. than just taking care of like putting food on the table, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, making sure there's a roof over their head. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you very, you have to be in tune with what they want emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the biggest takeaway I took is the, the polarity between the physical mm-hmm. and the metaphysical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, <laughs> The reason I didn't follow through with it is because I didn't think I was, I had like, had the right personality. Fair. Okay. But um, I took it a little bit um, more like self-deprecating, I suppose. And, and where I said to myself, I, I don't think I'm strong enough to to listen to these stories and see every everything that happens. Absolutely. Okay. Right. And I remember sitting with my uh, my guidance counselor at the time. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, she was a family friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and I was telling her, like, oh, I don't think, like, this is the right thing for me and, and stuff like that. And she brought up some good points. She's like, well, you might not have the skills now, but, like, by going through the program, you're going to learn the skills to cope with that situation. Yes. And yes. I'm like, that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm still mm-hmm. not going to go through with it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. All right. Fair. Yeah. Because like, again, it, it hit me too. It's just like, 
this isn't this isn't for me because like deep down i i have a feeling where i'm gonna start doing something you really shouldn't do as like let's say a counselor or a or a therapist and that's like somebody comes in and um you know they're having a mental breakdown over i don't know something something trivial i can't think of anything right now i i feel like i'd go in my head i'd be like okay but the person that came in before you was was telling me that their husband died and mm-hmm. you're having an equal emotional reaction to let's say i don't know your your roommate stole or ate your lunch mm-hmm. you're having an equivalent re- reaction from that to yeah. someone's husband dying and i'm like and i i feel like it wouldn't be fair to them i'd no, be putting right. a judgment on them right okay um and yeah and i i think it's best that I didn't end up going through with social work because okay. with people when people are that in that state mm-hmm. of fragility, they need a very an extremely nurturing person. Okay, yeah. uh, a person with almost yeah almost limitless understanding. But uh, again, the reason I think I gravitated towards social work in the first place was because I felt in a very fragile place myself. And I'm like, oh, I need that comforting guidance. Mm -hmm. And now I'm more more like, listen, this is what you do. This is how you fix your problem. Mm -hmm. This is how you do it. So do it. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And yeah, that's our... That's our college stories. And yeah. we're, we're both on, on new paths. Yeah. Um, just to put a, a nice little bow on it, at least from my perspective, I've realized too with like maybe school isn't even my setting. Right. Because I find that I'm doing a lot more learning now, just learning stuff from the internet mm-hmm. and just watching these videos on YouTube on how to interview how to edit, how to do all this stuff. And, you know, I didn't have to go to school, pay $3,000 for all this. It's all available online. And that's another aspect to Mm decision-making that sometimes plays too much of a role Mm -hmm. is the the cost of it. Right, right. Now, like, do you find that to be the case? Like, do you find, like, money factoring into your decision maybe more than it should be? It's... It obviously, it obviously has to is a big factor, but of I course, mean, yes. You know, I'll just say yes. Yeah, I mean, you can't pay your rent in hugs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and for me, what I find with that is just um, I find sometimes it plays like too much of a factor in in my decision making. I guess that's more so where I was going with that kind of okay. question. Like, do you find it plays too much of a role in your decision making, or like just the right amount? I suppose just the right amount. I mean, I don't, I don't buy a lot of things. Okay. So, it's not really a question of of oh, do I have enough to 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 go out this? I mean, you know, especially during this this yeah, time, right? Yeah. It's 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 definitely that's that is one thing. But the uh, the uh, the lockdown is it's really been better for my bank account i mean oh 100 yeah so i mean definitely especially now like it's played less of a factor but uh i mean you know obviously here and there right i mean i'm trying to save up for a a house right so i mean it's 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 a long it's obviously a long long process yeah it's a long process and i'm doing pretty well for myself Mm -hmm. but it's still um 
yeah it's it's crazy now because i think to get a down payment it's probably going to be 60 grand probably yeah, more it uh it depends uh it depends what you're looking for so mm. i think it's something like either five or ten percent but if you do that you have to get home or you have to get uh, home buyer's insurance i believe right, uh, right. i'm not a, I'm not an expert yeah but uh and and then you need 20 20, you need to put down 25% if you don't want to get that insurance. Oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first time hearing about that. Yeah. <laughs> my, funny enough, my dream future home would be, I I need land for what I want to do, but realistically, <laughs> it has nothing to do with the size of my house. Okay. Like, the house um, I'm in right now with my parents yeah. is the perfect size, but I want an Olympic-sized swimming pool. <laughs> okay, okay. And I want a tennis court okay sure. uh surrounded by trees sorry i don't mean to laugh but i'm not I'm no not, no no yeah, it's okay. it is uh it's it's pretty funny because when most people are like oh i need a lot of land to do what i want they yeah. picture a big house sure and for me it's like i want my little house but yeah. i just i want my tennis court and i want to swim because like sure. those are super fun physical activities for me sure okay and uh, that i enjoy and i i realized that the other day i'm like i could probably like be outside all day just playing tennis yeah and hitting no, hitting great. the ball that's great you man. know and like that in itself is its own form of going like just being in the moment mm-hmm. going like in with the flow mm-hmm. and um i get my i get frustrated with myself too when i'm playing tennis yeah and i'm uh i like to consider myself a very calm person but i'll get mad mm-hmm. <laughs> if i miss hit the ball mm-hmm. but i think that's because i think or i know i can do better mm-hmm. you know and like that's that's cool <laughs> it's cool for me because i never really experienced anything like that yeah um but i never really tried to experience anything like that either like sure. younger my sorry when i was younger my hobbies were watching tv and playing video games sure yeah so mm-hmm. yeah it's a a learning process for me as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. and uh, i think that's the way life should be mm-hmm. honestly mm-hmm. all right friend i think i think i uh took up enough of your time yeah okay do you have anything to say before i let you go here yeah i've got a question for you go ahead man what was the most joyous experience in your life oh great question yeah the most joyous experience in my life Mm -hmm. wow you can't say sitting here with me (laughs) because it really isn't (laughs) oh (laughs) shot through the heart (laughs) oh damn um the most joyous experience that's it oh you put me on the spot on my own show (laughs) okay uh a lot man like i find for me personally uh, again i have to do a little bit of soul searching for myself but like i find when i get into a relationship and i find a good Mm -hmm. relationship Mm -hmm. that's uh a joyous experience to begin with like in Mm -hmm. the moment but then when i'm looking back at it retrospectively I find myself thinking, I don't know, like analyzing it a bit. I, I don't I don't think not to the point of killing the joy, mm-hmm. but the reason I do that is to remember like there's a reason things didn't work out. Right. So I try to look back at my past experiences and remember the good times for what they were. Mm-hmm. Good times. I don't no, I don't no. dwell on the good times. Yeah. Um, but I always try and be like, okay. I got cheated on on this relationship. Oh yeah, and I sure. don't want to 
Okay. I don't want that to happen again. Yeah. Right? Because it sent me spiraling, like hardcore. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I was dissecting that, and, and I realized, I'm like, well, the reason it hit me so hard was because that happened in the time of my life where I had literally nothing yeah. going on for myself. Like I said, yeah. playing video games, watching TV. Right. That doesn't constitute a life. No. You know? And then with my following girlfriend, I was analyzing that as well. Mm-hmm. And it was a great, we had a good time. She was mm-hmm. really sweet and mm-hmm. stuff, but we ended up breaking up. Right. And then I realized I still took it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I didn't get to that that spiraling point, which is great. Mm-hmm. But I also realized is like I still didn't have enough going on in my life to to like <laughs> keep the keep the darkness away, I suppose. Right. Like I didn't have right. an internal structure set up for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now I feel like if anything were to happen in my current relationship, mm-hmm. um, I would I would handle it a lot better, mm-hmm. bordering on positive in terms of using it as an opportunity mm-hmm. to learn. Mm-hmm. And okay. that great. would hit me a lot quicker. Wow, that's great. Than yeah. before. Yeah. Okay. All right. Actually, thank you for asking me that question because I forgot my last question. Oh, what's your last okay. Um, do you have anything that you do now that kind of puts you back in a joyous state or in a state of peace and harmony? Hmm. Honestly, whenever I do something that makes me feel accomplished. So okay. say, you know what, going for a run, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just cleaning up around around my place, right? Taking, right? taking miles for a walk, you know? Sweetest dog yeah. ever. Oh, he's he's great. Yeah, he's perfect. Yeah. Any, anything anything that just anything that just makes me feel okay. I've accomplished something, right? Yeah, yeah. Like where you can just like kick your shoes off at the end of the day and be like, "I had a good day." Exactly. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Christian. Thanks for having me. It's been great, man. I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah. Don't be a stranger. No, I won't. Yeah. Thank you for everybody for listening today, and thank you for Christian for providing such an insightful conversation. If you like what you hear, please share this episode with all your friends, and I'll see you back in a few weeks.